with your main chip Washington. When it comes to information, the main got an arsenal. Bring you up to speed with what you need. He's a local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Dialectic, do something about it. Chip got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Man, it's the show that brings you to your raw. To solve all problems, it starts with real talk. And here we go, here we go on this Monday. It is the second day of May, 2022, 6 o'clock straight up. Real Talk Memphis is on the air. Very happy to have you with us on uh, this day that has been, uh, I thought it was supposed to rain today. They kept saying it was going to. It's kind of blustery and a little windy, but it's very warm out there. And the temperature's probably in the low 80s. Uh, but we're happy to be here. We're happy to have you here with us. We think we have a great show for you tonight, and we are excited uh, to present it to you. Speaking of uh, good things, I uh, want to say a special thank you from us here at Real Talk Memphis to all of you out there, the WYXR listening audience. Uh, last week was Pledge Week, and uh, they met their goal 100%. And so uh, congratulations and kudos out to uh, Shelby and uh, JB and Kate and Robbie for a job well done. And uh, also our uh, fellow WYXR radio personalities. It's a lot of fun, uh, you know, kind of trying to uh, talk to folks and getting to know new folks and the whole nine yards. So anyway, congratulations to the station and uh, congratulations to you all out there for uh, helping us to uh, continue to move forward as uh, we try to do. Um, few things to talk about uh, at the outset, uh, but uh, of course the main thing is how do you get this fine piece of radio broadcasting? Well, you can do it in a number of ways. Uh, we are live right now on 91.7 on your FM dial. That will be WYXR. You can also catch us on the WYXR app live. We can catch us on TuneIn, the TuneIn app live. Just put WYXR in the search. We are on Facebook Live, and uh, we will be on YouTube. And as we are a podcast, you can catch us uh, tomorrow once they post a show wherever you get your podcast from one coast to the other coast and even far beyond that. How about that, huh? A lot of ways to get this Real Talk Memphis show. Um, so the Grizzlies won the first round against the Minnesota Timberwolves, which I said that would happen last week. And they played their first game in the second round yesterday. They lost a very close game by one point. But, you know, as I always say, it doesn't matter if you win or you lose. If it's by one or 101, a win is a win and a loss is a loss. So 
They have to recoup, regroup, and get themselves together to play tomorrow night, which leads me uh, into uh, my guest list for tonight's show. Uh, my first guest in just a few minutes is Michael Wallace, and Michael is a uh, uh, lead writer, reporter, uh, NBA uh, reporter for a long time. Now he's with Grind City Media, which is all things the Memphis Grizzlies. And he's going to join me in just a few minutes to talk about uh, the um, Grizzlies' ascension into the upper echelon of basketball teams uh, and uh, where he sees uh, this second-round uh, playoff uh, situation going. So we'll talk to him in just a few minutes. We'll talk to uh, DeAndre Brown. He's going to join me tonight. Uh, DeAndre is the first of all, he's the founder and director of Lifeline to Success uh, it is a second chance organization, uh, which basically says you should not be defined by your past. You should be defined by what happens now and what happens next. He'll talk about that. He's also the newly named executive director of the Office of Reentry for Shelby County. And a little bit later on in the second half hour, um, we are going to talk to a young man who, I don't know if it's a record or not, but... Uh, He's pretty smart. Uh, Xorion Harris is his name. He is a White Haven High School senior who I like to call the $8 million man. Why do I call him that? Well, he received over $8 million in scholarship offers from schools all over this country. And, uh, yeah, that's a pretty, pretty, pretty big feat. And we're going to talk to him about that and where he has decided to go to college and just, you know, kind of the responsibility of being a young man uh, African-American male uh, who has uh, far exceeded any expectations except for maybe his mother. And I, I had to say that. Uh, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. Y'all remind me to, to make a comment about his sweet mother. I talked to her this morning and she wanted to make sure I was legit before her boy came on this radio show. <laughs> but before we do uh, any of that, we are going to uh, delve into what we like to call the birthday. This is the part of the show where we, uh, you know, we come to you and we say, uh, you know, we want to celebrate you and we want to give you a big shout out uh, as to your special day. But we can't do that unless uh, two things happen. One, I need to find the birthdays. And second, <laughs> I have to say, hit it, Lola. Happy All right, let me get down here and try to find these birthdays. Okay, so I'm going to admit something that, that very rarely happens to me. You know, I have to do news and notes because, you know, I have a lot to talk about and I tend to forget things. But uh, I forgot it today and it had my birthdays on it. But fear not. Happy birthdays going out to Phyllis Brown Gaithwright. She is a member of the same church I go to, Fullview Missionary Baptist Church. So happy birthday to you, Phyllis. Happy birthday to Katrina Hill on this day. Dwayne Hunt celebrating a birthday today. So has so is Shonice Renee. Lamont Harris is celebrating his birthday. And a family birthday to mention, Craig Johnson. He's uh, hanging out just outside of Dallas, Texas. Today is Cousin Craig's birthday. Happy birthday, sir. Melissa Perry is celebrating her birthday as well. And Rhonda Janae is celebrating. Sherelle Harris Johnson, happy birthday to you. And happy birthday to Chris Brown. 
Yesterday was Wanda Howard's birthday, by the way. So happy birthday to each and every one. Congratulations for making another trip around the sun. And we hope to be here next year to celebrate another full trip around the sun. And by the way, before we end this, this first uh, Monday in May, happy birthday to all the May babies out there this month. More on that as time moves along. Thank you, Lola. So we got all the birthdays in, and uh, now it's time to uh, get into some news and notes. Very sad uh, uh, death happened over the weekend. Uh, Winona Judd, no, Naomi Judd, I'm sorry, Naomi Judd, who's the mother of the, uh, you know, the, the, the world-famous singing group, the Judds, uh, she died Saturday uh, at the age of 76. Uh, it was a mental illness, according to her daughters. Um, they were inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame last night. The ceremony was last night. Uh, obviously, with what happened on Saturday, there was a question as to whether uh, they were going to show up. And uh, both the sisters, uh, Winona, Winona and Ashley, the actress, uh, both came last night to accept the award and, of course, to pay tribute to, to their mother. What Naomi Judd did at the age of 76. Um, they were just on the Grammys about three weeks ago. Uh, for the first time, they performed uh, as a duo for the first time in 20 years. And they were about to go on tour later on this year. So, you know, God has other plans, but, uh, you know, may her memory always be a blessing. So, you remember we all talked about how disgusted we were a couple of months back with the dollar, the family dollar situation uh, that, that went on in Arkansas, the distribution, the warehouse, all those lovely rodents that we saw crawling all over everything in that, in that place. Well, they have been formally sued by the attorney general of the state of Arkansas. Um, you know, obviously folks were in distress. A lot of the stores were closed. They had to find other means to try to find what they needed to do. And uh, so, yeah, that, that, that's, you know, so they're facing probably one in a myriad of many lawsuits that is probably going to happen to them as time moves along. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow is May 3rd, and it is Election Day in Shelby County, in the city in Shelby County. So if you didn't get a chance to go out uh, and exercise your right in the early voting, you can do so tomorrow. Tomorrow is Election Day. It's primary Election Day. So the ballot uh, after tomorrow night will not be anywhere near as large as it is today because you're going to have you know your, your winners, and then they're going to go into the general uh, election which is in August of uh, this year. So once again, uh, you know the right is there for you to do it. Don't act disinterested, and if you act disinterested, don't con- don't complain about what happens on the back end in terms of uh, who is elected down the road because you didn't do your part. Uh, the Beale Street Music Festival looked to be very successful. Didn't hear any issues except for what's his name, Little Wayne. Who didn't show up? Little Wayne. Little Wayne didn't show up. Uh, he was supposed to perform last night. He said he had some mechanical issues with his plane. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, uh, I'm to understand that it was a very, very good good uh, festival. First time in two years. Um, wasn't too bad in terms of how they sort of set it up, the busing in and, and the, the logistics and everything. So congratulations to all the folks who work on the uh, Memphis in May situation now. Uh, they're going to get ready uh, in another couple of weeks for the World Championship Barbecue Cooking Contest. Uh, so they are now to tear down all the stages and retrofit uh, 
the, the park over there, Liberty Park, uh, as they get ready to do some barbecue here pretty soon. Congratulations to State Representative Barbara Cooper. Why? State Representative Barbara Cooper uh, has now gotten the distinction of being the oldest state representative in Tennessee history at a spry 92 years young. Uh, she just turned 92. And by the way, speaking of elections, she is on the ballot again. <laughs> so uh, in August, uh, she, apparently she still feels like she's got some work to do. So congratulations to State Representative Barbara Cooper, who was recognized by the State House as being the oldest state representative in the history of the state. Uh, I'll touch on this subject because I know you don't like it. COVID numbers are starting to rise again. Uh, just uh, we're starting to see some metrics now where it's not a it's not a it's not a you know rocket ship type rise, but the numbers are starting to rise, and I know that everyone has you know tried to forget about it. Dr. Fauci made a statement last week, uh, basically almost saying that the COVID as we know it is over. Well, he had to walk that back real fast. Uh, there are states in this country who are seeing um, higher rates. New York City. Uh, is starting to see some rates to where now you're starting to see a moderate number of people getting this new BA2 variant that is going around. And there might be a decision that the newly elected mayor has to make about mask and restrictions uh, if things don't quiet down. So stay tuned for that. And as I said earlier, um, the Grizzlies dispatched of the Minnesota Timberwolves who couldn't close out a game to save their life. Now they're playing the Golden State Warriors, three-time NBA champions. It was a great game yesterday. The crowd was lit on fire. Everybody was up and ready to go. Uh, who got the ball at the end of the game? John Morant. And, uh, but this time it didn't turn out to be the, the storybook ending that everyone wanted. Uh, he drove in the lane, tried to hit a layup, got blocked by a couple of folks, and the Grizz lost by one. Uh, game two is tomorrow night here at the Grind House. I know it'll be packed and be full, national television. So uh, we're all kind of anxiously awaiting to see how all this is going to shake out uh, as we are in the second round of uh, the series. And whoever wins this, uh, you, know, uh, you know, heads to the, you know, the conference final to determine, you know, who goes to, you know, become world champions, so to speak. All right, that's about uh, all I have for news and notes. I'm pretty sure I forgot a couple of things. And hopefully when we come back, we will talk a little bit more in depth about the Memphis Grizzlies with uh, the beat reporter, uh, the man who's a great writer, follows the Grizzlies. He will lay out uh, kind of where they're at, uh, where he thinks they're going to go. Will they win this series? Uh, we have a lot to talk about. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am your host, Chip Washington. Uh, the gang's all here. You're where you need to be. We're where we need to be. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. It's Real Talk. 
This is Will Goodwin, co-founder at Crosstown Brewing Company. Just like WYXR, Crosstown Brewing supports Memphis music and our neighbors who use their talents to make it. Our beers can be found at our 3,000 square foot tap room right here at the Crosstown Concourse and at your favorite bars, restaurants, and stores throughout Tennessee, Mississippi, and Eastern Arkansas. Enjoy. Music meets you wherever you are. A great record finds you, and the trick it pulls off is that it records you. The music always remembers who you were when it first hit you, and for the rest of your natural-born life, wherever you go, music can take you back to whoever you were. At Loaded for Bear, the way we approach art and brand design is to find our clients wherever they really are, meet them there, and create lasting work that captures who they are. Just like y'all, we're from Memphis, and we're listeners. Loaded for Bear is proud to ride for WYXR, and community radio anywhere. Support for WYXR comes from the Orpheum Theater on Main Street in downtown Memphis. Live Nation presents Rainbow Kitten Surprise Thursday night, December 8th at 8 p.m. Tickets are on sale now for Rainbow Kitten Surprise at livenation.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday live and local. Very happy to have you with us. I'm your humble host, Chip Washington. And, you know, everyone in the city is talking about these Memphis Grizzlies. And, boy, I'm telling you, they have made Memphis proud and put us on the map. Little fella named John Morant uh, in particular. But that whole team is doing very, very well. Second round of the NBA playoffs uh, is underway they had a tough game yesterday against the Golden State Warriors. They play again. They lost that one, but they play again tomorrow night. Here to break it all down and talk about all of this is Michael Wallace. Michael Wallace is a longtime NBA reporter, and he does some really good work for Grind City Media here in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, which is all about the Grizzlies all the time. And, Mike, thank you so much for coming back on Real Talk, man. It's good to see you again. Hey, it's been far too long, man. Thanks a lot for having me back. Uh, it's a great time of the year to be back. Uh, so much going on right now. We're in the middle of a fantastic series against uh, you know a three-time NBA champion, and I'm I'm just looking forward to seeing how this plays out. Absolutely, absolutely, that. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Last time you were on the show, uh, I know you probably don't remember, but it was October uh, of last year, and I think they were just getting uh, cranked up and just getting started. Uh, and you know, we talked a little bit about kind of your impressions of of what you saw in training camp and how you thought this team was going to to to, to perform. Um, needless to say quite well number two uh in the west uh here where they are right now and i'm telling you right now these boys can play some ball and are not intimidated but in your eyes because you see them all the time what has impressed you most about this grizzlies team just the fact that they're so resilient you know what i mean to be to be the second youngest team in the league 
uh, and then and post the second best record in the NBA this year. Mm-hmm. Those two things normally don't align. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about, you know, the youth and the experience level, uh, you mentioned it. These guys are fearless, uh, but they also put the work in. They're just not brash and and and, and cocky. Uh, they're going out there working their tails off every day to get better. I mean, you look at the roster up and down. So many different guys had career years in one category or another. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. played 78, 79 games, the most he's played in his four years in the league. Mm-hmm. John Morant elevated to NBA most improved player. Desmond Bain proved to be, uh, although he was picked 30th overall two years ago, um, this is a young man that will be in the top 10 if that draft was redrafted today. Yeah. And the list just goes on and on and on. Steven Adams comes in, sets the rebounding record for the Grizzlies, um, offensive rebounding. And then, you know, tying the franchise record for most victories in the season at 56. So many things went well for this young team, and they developed so quickly. That's what's impressed me the most. They, they, you know, I mean, and I think, you know, what what really tickles me is when I watch uh, – some of your your colleagues on the national scene, uh, you know, talking yeah. about them, you know, up from the NBA TV to to TNT, Barkley and the Boys, and you know, the ESPN. I mean, talking about just how good this team is, and Jot, he seems to say it best to me. He said, "We're dogs, man." He said, "We're dogs. Mm-hmm. We 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 come here, and we're not afraid of anybody, and we feel like we can play with anybody." And you know, the 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 the, uh, the, the Timberwolves series. Uh, really showed, I think, everybody um, a new definition of the word resilience. Because when you can be down by 26 points, you know, a couple of times in one game and come back and win, that says a whole lot, does it not? It, it does. It says a whole lot about your your ability to not allow adversity to overwhelm you. It, it shows a lot about your ability to close. Now, you you know, Chip, you talk about that game uh, against Minnesota <laughs> yeah. and how the Grizzlies came back. I mean, that, that series, the Grizzlies led all – teams in the playoffs in fourth quarter scoring, averaging almost 32 points a game in the fourth quarter of that first round series. Um, John Morant, you know, you come back a game later, he scores 18 of his 35 or his 30 points in the fourth quarter uh, to win game five here in Memphis. And that really put the team into a position where they took control of the series, their ability to show that resilience and to continue to come back. Again, they're, they're too young and naive to be intimidated. And uh, they just don't feel like there's any hole that they can't climb out of. Now, having said that, they don't want to keep testing that theory. Um, <laughs> right, and exactly. Against a team like the Golden State Warriors exactly. that have championship medal with them as well. Yeah, uh, you know, I was I, I was I heard someone uh, talk about the coach Taylor Jenkins, and you know how he just seems very unflappable. This guy seems to set the template for this team. He really does. I mean, he just, he's, 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 he's very directed. He's very focused. I mean, when you see him talking to his guys, he doesn't get exercise. You know, he just, it's like he, they know what he wants and they know how to go out and execute the game plan better than almost anyone that I've ever seen. But I got to tell you something, Mike, uh, as much as I love watching John Morant, like everyone else, he scares me. Boy, that guy is, he is not afraid to go in under the tall timber, but he hits the ground an awful lot. <laughs> he does, man. And, and, you know, John Morant is 6'3", maybe a buck 80, yeah. maybe a buck 80 when it comes to that. But, you know, it's a strong young man. I mean, this guy has, he puts in the work to keep his body right. He never stays hurt for long. Um, you know, and he takes a beating. He does take a beating yeah. in, in these games when you're that size and you attack the rim the way he does. Um, but then when he comes out of it, you know, he he led the NBA in paint points. You normally don't see point guards do that. That's usually, you know, historically, you know, you go back to, as far as I go back watching this game, that's usually the Patrick Ewings and the King yeah, Olajuwon. Exactly. And guys like that, Charles Barkley's dominating the paint. 
But John Morant did it because he can get to the basket at will against anyone. So a lot of his finishes are layups and dunks. And uh, when you do that, you you draw contact and you hit the ground. But fortunately, he gets up as many as many, just about every time he goes down, he gets back up with a little something else on his, another chip on his shoulder. In case you're just joining us, we are speaking with uh, Michael Wallace uh, from Grind the City Media, and we are talking about your. Memphis Grizzlies, or all of our Memphis Grizzlies, actually, and how well they are doing uh, in the NBA playoffs. Uh, so, Mike, break down, if you will, uh, what you know about uh, Golden State. Uh, they all mm-hmm. seem to be healthy at the at the right time and all back together playing. Uh, and how do the Grizzlies uh, beat these guys? Now, they beat them in the regular season. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it was like three out of four. Am I correct in that? Right, three yeah. out of four. Right. So, so, I mean, how do we okay, – where do we go from here, and, 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 and what's the key in your mind – uh, to be successful against this team? Well, I mean, the thing about it is that, you know, despite how game one went, you still had a chance uh, to win the game on the final shot. The True. shot was in your hands. Mm-hmm. John Morant had a layup with 3.6 seconds left. Um, and you take that every single game if you can get it, especially at home. Um, so there's not that much difference in terms of winning a game and losing a game. The margin of error is so small. What do the Grizzlies have to do? I think, number one, they have to rebound better. That's one of the areas where they were supposed to have an advantage. Uh, in this series is rebounding. And mm-hmm. they, they got out-rebounded guy by Golden State in game one. Golden State converted a lot more second-chance points, which means when you get the offensive rebound, they get a chance to go back up. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson hit the go-ahead shot off of two offensive rebounds on one possession. Yep. So the Grizzlies have to be able to secure rebounds and, and limit Golden State to just one shot uh, per possession. That, that that will help. Other than that, man, you know, you got to figure Desmond Bain, although he you know he's got a little back soreness, and Dylan Brooks are going to shoot far better than they shot in game one. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, you got to figure that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson aren't going to be missing free throws the way they missed free throws and shots in game one either. So these two teams are pretty close uh, in terms of talent and tenacity and how they play. Golden State just has a little bit more experience, and I think that that proved to wear you know, the Grizzlies down um, coming into game one. We'll see game two and see how that goes, but the Grizzlies certainly need to get the victory Tuesday night to even this thing up. Draymond Green fouled out of that game. Was thrown, was ejected from the mm-hmm. game uh, early. Uh, I think you yeah, probably fouled out, thrown out. Oh uh, yeah, thrown out. That's true. Yeah, thrown out. And and, yeah. and, and of course, um, you know, he'll probably be on his best behavior and play off forty eight tomorrow night. How big a factor is him playing a complete game uh, going to be in terms of what the Grizzlies need to do? He's the one that organizes Golden State. You know, what I mean, yes. You know, Clay Thompson is their their their, their shooter. Steph Curry is their, you know, their best player, their MVP, and get everything done for him. But Draymond Green is the one player that organizes everything. And he saw the heart and the brains of that team. That's what they saw. Um, yeah. Basically, he's a point power forward. Um, every time that he catches the ball, he can do so many things. Outside of everybody else scores. He's the one that's getting the rebound, getting the assist, setting the tone. And he's such a smart defender. Um, there's no question that this guy is has made a name for himself as a future Hall of Famer for sure. So with him being available, um, that's another one. Game one, you kind of let get away with you. They didn't have Draymond Green and Klay Thompson didn't have a great shooting night. Right. And Golden State was still able to win. So if those things are, are if there's a market correction in both of those areas, the Grizzlies will certainly have their hands full. But again, this is a team that, again, I've seen them bounce back against tougher odds all season long. They'll have a chance to do it. But Draymond Green is certainly the engine uh, that keeps that team calibrated for what they are. And, and they're one of the greatest teams in NBA history. 
not panicking uh, is 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 a big part of it, especially when you're down or especially when you're getting into, you know, very, very little time on the clock. Uh, I, I heard Steph mention yesterday, you know, there's a there's a championship DNA that goes along with this. But but again, I, I'll say it again. The, the Grizzlies are absolutely fearless when it comes to it. They, I mean, they can see three seconds left on the clock, you know, two seconds, and they feel like they have a legitimate chance to win if they are that close. When's the last time you saw a team – with this type of, you know, attitude? Yeah, I mean, just that clutch gene. I mean, they're, they're a team, you know, they remind me of a the, – the reason why they stand out is because they're doing this at such a young age. They're very young. As a team. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. San Antonio used to be that way, you know, where they were always fearless in the clutch. They just executed. You knew that they were going to get a great play run by Coach Greg Popovich, and they were going to put people in position to make plays. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw a lot of that, you know, obviously with the Lakers and when it came down to Kobe and – and those guys and, and historically you know you have teams that have been able to do that uh time and time again throughout history um but to see a young team like the grizzlies be that fearless in the closing stretches of games uh is remarkable desmond bain is not afraid of any moment dylan yeah. brooks will take a shot in a defensive assignment at any moment um and obviously john moran we've seen him do it time and time again where he's willing to take the last shot and also willing to accept the consequences that come with missing the last shot. Yeah. So that's the key right there. Are yeah. you willing to accept uh, the consequences that come when the ball doesn't go through the hoop? And if you can do that, then you definitely know what you can expect when it does go Michael Wallace from Grind City Media talking uh, Grizzlies basketball. Mike, before I go, I, I have to say this. I don't know who's more entertaining, uh, John Moran or his father. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, T. Moran certainly knows. He knows where the cameras are, man. He's, he's enjoying this moment following his son. And, uh, you know, not only that, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr.'s parents are always in the crowd. Too. Yes. They're not as, you know, they're not as demonstrative um, uh, and energetic as much as. Uh, but but then I, I take that back. Terry Jackson, uh, ja- uh, 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 father, Jaron's mom, no, oh, Jaron's mom, mom, Terry oh. Jackson. Uh-huh. Uh, she can get into it with the best of them when it comes <laughs> to rooting for her son. But, yeah, it's beautiful to see parents of our two franchise players having so much fun enjoying these moments with their, 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 their kids. Well, it, it really does. And if we can just keep, uh, if we can keep Jaron uh, out of foul trouble. I, yeah. He was hot as firecracker yesterday with those threes, but uh, I don't yeah. know, you know, we'll see how that plays, plays out too. And like you said before, this game is about adjustments, always adjustments. So uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. But Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show again and uh, breaking down the Grizzlies uh, in the championship version of things. Uh, it's always good to see you. Grind City Media is a very, very, very good, uh, just kind of an overall uh, site for all things Memphis Grizzlies, and you all do a, an absolutely fantastic job. So best of luck uh, to you, and uh, best of luck to the Grizzlies for the remainder of the series, and I hope you come see me again uh, down the road. No question about it. I just want to also say, man, you know, obviously the the, the games are on national TV now, mm-hmm. but Valley Sports and uh, our affiliates and, and GrindCityMedia.com, Grizzlies.com, you can still catch the Grizzlies tip-off pregame show yep. an hour before tip at Grizzlies.com, GrindCityMedia.com. I'll be on there with, with Fish and all of our guys. And then the postgame show right after the games will be on Valley Sports Southeast. So catch both of those shows, pregame and postgame shows, for all the local insight that you're going to need to keep up with this series all the way, every step of the way. So thanks a lot for having me on, man. I'm looking forward to doing it again. Absolutely, man. You do a great job on the, on the, on those on those broadcasts as well. Take care of yourself, man. Be safe, and all we'll right. talk soon, okay? All right. Take care. Take right. care, brother. You too. All right. All right.
Michael Wallace, ladies and gentlemen, from uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, Grind City Media. And, uh, yeah, you can catch him uh, pregame and postgame uh, if you want the real local, real deal as to what goes on, you know, with our team. You know, a lot of times you know, when you get to this level, you are in the national view. Uh, you know, the national folks take over, but uh, the local folks are still uh, doing their thing as well on Bally Sports. So uh, you support the home team and you support the home broadcast team as well. Thank you, Michael Wallace, for joining me uh, tonight. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about uh, second chances and uh, what they mean, how important they are with a man who can speak to it. Uh, extraordinarily well. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? or have a guest idea, then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Support for WYXR, including our 2022 stereo sessions, comes from Duncan Williams Asset Management. They specialize in financial management for individual investors, businesses, nonprofits, and foundations. More information at dwassetmgmt.com. Support for WYXR, including our 2022 stereo sessions, comes from Archer Malmo, a Memphis-based marketing, digital, PR, and branding agency. Archer Malmo believes the greatest asset of any creative entity is its people and proudly supports WYXR for lifting up Memphis voices for the world to hear. More at ArcherMalmo.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening, the first day, well, the first Monday in May, 2022. Uh, I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy to uh, have you with us and very happy to have my next uh, guest with us. I've known this man for uh, several years now. He is uh, the founder and director of Lifeline to Success. And uh, he was recently, uh, you know how they take the, uh, the interim off of a title to make you the man? Well, in this case, he is now the executive director of the Office of Reentry for Shelby County. Uh, he is DeAndre Brown. And DeAndre, thank you so much for coming on Real Talk, man. No problem, Chip. Thank you for having me, brother. Look, uh, you know, you know, we, 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 we tried this a couple of times in the past, but, you know, timing is everything. And I'm really glad that you're here uh, with us this evening. Uh, you um, have made it, I think, your life's mission uh, to let uh, folks know uh, who 
have made a mistake down the road in the past that that mistake doesn't define you and that uh, what counts is your present and even more your future. And uh, before I uh, get you to talk a little bit about uh, what you're doing in the uh, Office of Reentry, talk a little bit about the program that you founded and that you're a director of still, Lifetime to Success. Why you thought it was so important to have a program like this? Great, man. The reason I started the program, and I'm now, my wife is taking over the directorship. Okay. I'm just a very close contributor to the work. Yes, sir. Uh, but when I started the program, I've been out of prison now for 17 years. When I came home from prison, I wanted to be a, a, a preacher and run into the prison to preach to people that were still inside. And I found out through Prison Fellowship, who I wanted to start volunteering with, that they weren't really going inside preaching anymore. They would want this thing called reentry. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And then when I heard about what it was, there were some things that had happened in my life. I had started a janitorial service again and lost the contract because they found out I had a record. Didn't matter how much work I had done. Mm-hmm. And instead of explaining, I decided, told my wife, we got to start a program that can fix this because men and women need an opportunity. And what better way to do it than to find uh, an avenue to create a space where men and women could not only become whole and healthy and heal people, but they can also get back to the community and in the process change the way the community saw this population as a whole. Absolutely. And, and, you know, some of the key things that you, that you said there would really, I mean, and, you know, obviously it, it changes the community as a whole, DeAndre, but the individuals in question who are going through these programs who understand that, look, you know what? We understand you've been in jail. We understand that, that, that things happen, but we also know that if you're here, you're committed to changing your life, to changing your way, to helping your family move and, and yourself move forward. And that really is kind of the crux of what you're all about, isn't it? Yes, sir. We want to make people uh, see us differently and then take some of the shame away from a person that's made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Because the, the wor- my worst day on earth does not define who I am as a person. It's just I had I, it was the worst, my worst time, my worst day, some of the bad decisions. But if I decide I want to change my life, this should be a this should be space for me to be able to regain some of the things that I've lost and in some instances become a better human being because I've, I've learned from the bad decisions that I've made. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we want to do is to give the men and women the power to no longer be ashamed, be able to admit that they've made some bad decisions, but then allow the world to see them in a different light and then compare the two people that they considered it in their minds. This person that made the bad decision based, uh, based against the person now that's doing the right thing and then determine if this person has done enough to then be re-entering and be regained as a, and reclaimed, if you will, as a asset to the neighborhood. You know, I think what you do, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, we are speaking with uh, DeAndre Brown. He is the executive director of the Office of Reentry for Shelby County. And I think what you do, uh, DeAndre, what I equate it most directly to is ministry. What you're doing is is, is, is is you're ministering to these young men and women uh, out there, letting them know that there is a better way. Am I, am I, am I on, on track with that? You're correct. One of the things my wife and I decided when we started is while we are Christians, we didn't believe it was fair to try to convert people that didn't want to be converted. Mm-hmm. But everybody needed an opportunity. So we decided to just let our light, the, the faith that we have, be seen and born after our behavior mm-hmm. as opposed to quoting scripture. And I believe if you live your life the right way in front of people, they'll then ask you the question. And once the question is asked, what must I do? You're able to then enter into a different conversation or relationships don't have to change. So let's talk a little bit about your role uh, as the executive director of the Office of Reentry. And it may, may sound simple to a lot of folks, but explain to people, you know, what that office is about, what it does and, 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 and your focus. 
this was a God scene. Now, starting Lifeline, it was difficult to try to do a lot of things we were doing because we were always in need of funding. But moving to the Office of Reentry, one of the things that we haven't really had an issue with is funding. We have government funding from the, the Shelby County government. We also had some uh, infusion of cash, if you will, from the federal government by way of grants. And it allows us to now see people and meet them where they are, but it gives the men and women that work on our team the ability to see people as human as well. While we are a government agency, we're, been doing, we're doing a lot of social work now. We're shifting the way this office is viewed and the way the office views itself because people don't want to come into a government office and get government service. They need to develop relationships with people that see them as human so they can then do what's necessary to regain their lives but have the assistance needed to bridge the gaps where there may be gaps in their lives. And that's what the Office of Venture is able to do. We can bridge those gaps, meet the needs, have services provided not only through our agency but through the partnerships of nonprofits in the community. So basically you have a, a, a much larger stage and much larger bully pulpit to really be able to 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 make this program what it what the title says that it should be a, a legitimate way to reenter society, uh, to to reclaim yourself and, and, and to move forward. And hopefully, um, you know, in that process, be a role model for others, uh, you know, down the road who may uh, not know about the program, but who may want to find out more. It sounds like you're developing quite a pipeline. This is what it sounds like to me. Indeed, instead of this pipeline to prison, we're building a pipeline to prosperity. Mm -hmm. uh, and I tell my staff all the time, I want them to never forget one thing. We are the government. In many instances, when we hear the word government, we, we look at the government as an entity outside of ourselves, and it's in more, more, more than likely seen as a negative. Mm -hmm. But I told my staff, as, as government employees, we have the ability now to control some policy, yeah. to put procedures in place that allow men and women access. And if we see that the government is being oppressive in a way, we can revisit that, see it from a different perspective, and then make the government more receptive to the needs of the people. That's powerful stuff, man. It really, it really is, and, it, and it's and it's and it's much needed. I, I'll, I'll share a personal story. I know you invited me some years back to uh, speak uh, to uh, a group of uh, folks that everyone in this town knows by those T-shirts, uh, the Blight Patrol, and uh, you know just to just to give them some uh, encouragement and some support, and 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 say we believe in you, and you know what, and 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 we're here for you, and that sounds like what you're trying to do in the office of of, of reentry. What do you see? What do you see that office? Because you're you're a man who's always thinking. I know you. You're a very forward-thinking guy. Uh, what 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 do you see this program say six months to a year? The office. I see us, but preferably, I would love for us to have more than one location. While we are centralized in the heart of South Memphis, right? I believe that it will provide better access if we have more than one location. Uh, we haven't served our uh, municipalities as well as I would like, so we're we're in, in discussion on how to make that happen. And we also want to build a robust training facility. I don't want to say facility, but programming. We have a small energy repair program now that's working. Mm -hmm. We want to have more of that because we have men and women on the inside that are being trained now. But if by chance they're released early, which we run into a few times, we don't really have the capacity to continue their training after they've been released. Mm -hmm. So we want to have more than one location in an ideal world and in a facility that allows us to train men and women after release or some that may already be out and just want a different uh, direction in their lives. Absolutely incredible uh, what you're doing. Uh, you have a heart for it. You have a heart for people in this community. DeAndre Brown, he is the executive director of the Office of Reentry for Shelby County. DeAndre, thank you for taking a few minutes to come on this show 
and uh, and you show your heart every time I see you, man. And and, and God bless you uh, as as the road continues. And we wish you nothing but the uh, greatest success. And anytime there's a program or something you think uh, you know we ought to be able to talking about over here, you know, tug on me, man. And and uh, you're always welcome back. I'll do it. Thank you, Brother Chip. You have a great evening, Brother. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Thank you. Thank you, DeAndre Brown, ladies and gentlemen, Executive Director, Office of Reentry for Shelby County. And, uh, yeah, basically very simple. Your past should not define your present or your future. And uh, he's doing great things in the Office of Reentry. Uh, so don't ever, don't ever think that, uh, you know, that, that you're a failure and that you can't pick it up and that you can't move it forward. Thank you, DeAndre Brown. We're going to take our final break. And when we come back, uh, I'm hoping to talk to a young man who <laughs> has gotten some headlines in this town. I call him the $8 million man. Stay with us. You'll find out why. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. Right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. This is Will Goodwin, co-founder at Crosstown Brewing Company. Just like WYXR, Crosstown Brewing supports Memphis music and our neighbors who use their talents to make it. Our beers can be found at our 3,000 square foot tap room right here at the Crosstown Concourse and at your favorite bars, restaurants, and stores throughout Tennessee, Mississippi, and Eastern Arkansas. Enjoy. More than 60 years, Orion has been a trusted financial partner in our community. You can find out all the ways they redefine banking at orionfcu.com. Memphis Listening Lab proudly supports WYXR. They provide a curated collection of music and music history, a forum for music-related talks and performances, and a music education, appreciation, and experimentation space located in Crosstown Concourse. The lab is open Tuesday through Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can find out more information on their Instagram page at Memphis Listening Lab or on their website at memphislisteninglab.org. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Uh, I want to say hi to a few folks on uh, Facebook Live. Carlos Rogers Sr. Uh, is checking us out tonight. John Best, that's my boy over there, 88.5. What's going on, John? Good to see you. Audrey Hill is on tonight. Uh, Richard Copley is checking us out. Mikhail Jones. And I have to give him a shout-out and a big ups because he helped me to get the young man we're going to be talking to in just a minute. 
Uh, also, uh, my son David is uh, watching us as well. And if you're out there and you're checking us out on social media, you're listening to us, you know I truly appreciate it. Okay, so I need to set this up just a little bit here. Uh, I'm always looking for good, interesting stories to talk about. And I'll be the first to admit that, you know, a lot of times uh, when we do our news segment, you know, the news is not good. And it, and it, and it uh, pertains to a lot of our young people uh, who are not doing good things, quite honestly. Some of them are innocent victims of crime. Some of them are committing crimes and things like that. So it is always refreshing to be able to talk about a positive, good news story. And someone, I think, uh, is a role model. Many of you probably uh, saw the story uh, about a young man uh, who um, received over $8 million in scholarship offers from all over this country. He is a Whitehaven High School senior. Uh, his name is Zorian Harris. And uh, Zorian, thank you for coming on Real Talk Memphis. It's good to see you. Good to have you. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, uh, and congratulations, by the way, on on uh, the eight million dollar award. Now, I told him during the commercial break that he's gonna have to talk. Okay. Now, I'm gonna give you. Now, I gotta tell you something, man. Uh, your mom called me this morning. I was getting ready for my day, and all of a sudden, I see this number on the phone. I wasn't gonna answer it. I said, "Well, hello." And uh, she, you know, she said, "Is this uh, Chip Washington?" I was like, "Yes." And and she told me she was your mom, and she wanted to make sure that you know this was a this was a real deal. <laughs> this interview tonight, and that you were going to be on the show. She was checking things out. She was doing what moms do, uh, protecting her children. And I and I really, but you tell your mom, what's your, what's your mom's first name? Yolanda. Tell Yolanda, Mr. You know, Mama, Mama Harris, uh, that uh, I, I was uh, really excited to speak with her this morning, and I thank her for calling me and uh, and checking us out, and hopefully she's watching us wherever she is right now, and uh, that we are legitimate, and we wanted to have you on the show. <laughs> okay, yes, so sir. so so tell me about now. She told me all about your journey, man. She really did. She said you you you've been getting A's since you came you you came out of the womb. She said that you know she he didn't bring home anything less than A's. Have you always been an a student yes sir all, all through school yes sir what from kindergarten what, to now from kindergarten to now what 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 was the fascination with school i mean why were you so because i mean clearly you take a you know a lot of different classes to get to certain levels and let me back up what is your favorite subject or has been your favorite subject in school to learn uh, my favorite subject has been science Science, always science. Okay, so uh, you have uh, obviously you've distinguished yourself, and I saw the video that you did. That was a that was a I guess a scholarship award ceremony that you had. And you were counting down not one, not two, not three, not four. Is that what? Those, were those the millions that you were counting off? Is that what you were doing? Yes, counting up to? All right, so so eight million dollars in, in in scholarships, and I saw uh, the folder. Did you get uh, scholarships offers from? Do you know how many schools offered you a scholarship? I don't know the exact number, but I know it's over a hundred. Over a hundred schools, colleges in this country offered you, and were these full ride scholarships? I would imagine so. Uh, I had some full rides. Okay, so. Um, and so in all of this, as, as that started to happen, as that started to come in, you were faced then with a decision. Now, uh, in terms of the letters uh, of intent for some of these schools, did you get did you get phone calls or contact with any of these uh, schools? If you did, tell us about that. Yes, sir. I got a lot of emails, calls, texts from schools wanting me to come visit, wanting me to enroll with them. 
So did you did you did you did you pay a visit to any of these uh, potential colleges? Um, I visited the University of Memphis, Vanderbilt, Tennessee State, and a couple others I can't think of. Wow. So you so you did make so you did make the tour. Now uh, you have uh, made a decision as to what uh, school you are going uh, to uh, attend. And uh, would you share with our listeners uh, what your decision was? Um, this fall, I'll be attending Tuskegee University. Tuskegee University in Alabama. Now, uh, that is a fine school. Uh, it is an HBCU. I think, did you tell me that you wanted to attend an HBCU? And if you did, why Why, why HBCU? Uh, I, I always want to attend an HBCU. I love the culture. Mm-hmm. I love the people. I just love everything about it. And you also told me the, the particular reason that you picked uh, Tuskegee. Why was that? Their engineering program. They have a great engineering program. And uh, what do you aspire to be as you uh, you know become a, a, a working adult? Um, I'm majoring in computer engineering, and I wanted to get a job at either Apple or Google, a major company like that. Oh, my goodness gracious. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Zorian Harris. He is the Whitehaven senior, the $8 million man, $8 million plus in uh, scholarship offers around this country. Now, uh, tell me something, because I I think I read this right. Uh, Whitehaven also, beside you, uh, there were, I don't know, what, 30 or 40 other of, of, of 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 your schoolmates who received at least a million dollars in scholarship offers. Did I get that correct? Yes, sir. I believe it was 44. 44 with a million, at least a million dollars in scholarships. Yes, sir. That's an absolutely incredible, incredible statistic. And so, and, 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 and having, and having said all that, what, what is there about uh, Whitehaven high school? What is there about the school that reached such scholars because, I mean, one is, you know, is just exceptional. But, I mean, when you have 44 who receive scholarship offers in a million-dollar range from schools all across the country, what does it say about the school and uh, their emphasis on education? Um, we have a very motivating community. We have teachers, counselors, staff, all wanting to push us to be great and to give us a lot of options as to where we're going to apply to as many schools as we can just to get a lot of opportunities. So do you have any brothers and sisters? Um, no, not on my mom's side, but on my dad's side. And okay. So, you know, but even, even, even that aside, uh, now you, do you, do you, you do understand now that because of, of, uh, this feat, um, and and uh, I mean this 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 clear blessing that you have received, uh, people are look going to look at you now as a as a role model, uh, someone uh, you know to, to 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 look up to. My God, I mean to to say that, and to, and maybe some students uh, that are going to follow you, you know, through Whitehaven High School and graduate one day. What is the message that you want to send? Because you're sending a big one uh, to uh, folks that are coming up behind you. In terms um, of what one, they can do? One message I like to tell them is to never give up, to keep going, keep aspiring to be the best you can be. Don't give up. Whatever you do, do the most that you can do. 
do you did you were there ever there were there ever times it doesn't sound like it but were there ever times that you may have felt like you you know that man this is uh, I don't I don't know if I want to I don't want to continue this did you ever have a, a doubting moment in your academic career? Oh um, yes, sir. Sometimes um, I had to do projects and I'm up late at night writing essays. And I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but in the, at the end of the day, it all paid off, didn't it? Yes, sir. Well, listen, man, uh, you know, from all of us here, you know, at Real Talk Memphis and from the community, um, you know, was like weighing in all over uh, Facebook Live, congratulating you for, for what you have done and your, and your great achievement. And for your, your amazing mother, she is so proud of you. And uh, I, I, have, I have to give one little tidbit away. She did tell me this morning, she said, uh, you know, ever since, uh, you know, this, uh, this award announcement has come out, you know, everybody, you know, wants to be his friend now. They all want to, they all want to get close to him now. They all want to. She told me something about the prom, and and, and when you got to the prom, all these girls were trying to. <laughs> is that true? Yes, sir. Man, I tell you what, you know, you get A's and you get a little, you know, scholarship money in your pocket, and you never know what's going to happen. But listen, seriously, man, we're all extraordinarily proud of you uh, for what you have done and for the role model that I know you are going to be. Congratulations to you. Uh, the best of luck. And what, what, when do you graduate, by the way? Oh, I graduated May twenty first. Okay, uh, yeah, and I was I was invited uh, to your grad to your, I think there's going to be a little event at your house that day. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, in, in the three years I was invited. I just want you to know that. So you know, if I show up, don't be at all surprised. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, man. Thank you so much, Zorian Harris, for um, Zorian Harris from Whitehaven High School. Uh, a man who has achieved great things, and we know this won't be the last time we hear from you. Uh, best of luck to you in the future, man. Thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate you, okay? Yes, sir, no problem. All right, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Okay. Well, I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that is a way to wrap up a show. Uh, I have been looking forward to talking to him uh, since I first heard uh, about uh, this uh, great scholarship award a week or so ago, and again, uh, thanks uh, to Mikhail Jones and uh, uh, whoever else out there, you know, uh, hit the family up and say, hey, these guys trying to find you on Real Talk Memphis. And uh, uh, so, yeah, really, really nice young man and uh, an example to follow. Uh, kudos and congratulations to all the folks at uh, Whitehaven High School for your accomplishments and your achievements. And by the way, uh, Kudos and congratulations to the class of 2022 at all of the high schools in the city, uh, in the county, and wherever you are. Uh, you worked hard uh, for, what, three, four years, or however long high school is these days. And uh, now you're about ready to get that diploma, and now the work really begins, okay? So as uh, Lola plays this out, I, that, was, that was fun. I, I enjoyed having that conversation with him. As with all my guests, uh, thanks to Michael Wallace from Grind City Media, Talking Grizzlies, and talk, uh, talking about their, their playoff run. Also, uh, thanks to DeAndre Brown, the Executive Director of the Office of Reentry, Shelby County. And, of course, Zerion Harris from Whitehaven High School. You know, these are the type of stories that you want to do and you want to hear about more and more. So if you find out about somebody doing something good out there, Bring it to me, because I'm interested. For Lola, for Nicole, and everybody here at Real Talk Memphis, I'm Chip. I'm out. You have a great week. It's Real Talk. It's Real Talk. It's Real Talk. It's Real Talk.